Hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome to Daily Venture, and I'm your host, Brandy Day. I'm so grateful you're tuning in. Here at Daily Venture, we're creating spaces for our people to come together collectively with hopes in being a household staple. It's time we start bringing families back together with topics worth talking about, bringing you all the goods and keeping it real. This podcast will feature authentic conversations and topics ranging anywhere from family, education, life lessons, friendships, health and fitness, and nutrition, entrepreneurship, and yes, you guessed it, special guests. So thanks for joining me on this journey, and here we go. Enjoy. Okay, you guys, so I am joined today by a young man named Kevin Oywak, and he is the voice behind Real Talk with Oywak. That is his podcast. Make sure you go ahead and follow him right now. Just go ahead, pull your phone out, click, type it all in, click follow, and go ahead and start listening to his podcast episodes because they are not to be missed, okay? And then read it and uh, listen to it again because you're gonna want to have a pen and paper so you can catch all the gems and nuggets he be he's dropping. Okay, so anyhow, let me tell you a little bit about Kevin. So he's a sophomore in college at WSU, that's Washington State University for everyone out there, go Cougs, and and he's majoring in political science and minoring in Spanish. He graduated from Kentwood High School in 2019. He's the oldest of four boys and a first-generation individual. Whoop, whoop. My, his family originates from South Sudan, and he just loves in, spending time with his family and friends more than anything. You know, one of the things that you will immediately grasp from Kevin is that he he is literally a family guy. Like, he, he really enjoys the, the closeness and the memories and the... Um, the wisdom that he receives from not just his parents, but his brothers too, you know, and him being able to um, pave this way and being a first generation and being this example for his younger brothers. Um, it's just remarkable, you guys. And I know for a fact you'll enjoy this episode um, and the many more to come from all the the great things that he's working on as well. So um, go ahead and listen in. Uh pull out that pen and paper. Again, make sure you follow him on IG at Real Talk Oywalk. That is R-E-A-L-T-A-L-K-O-Y-W-A-K on IG. So I can't wait to hear from you guys and what you think about it, but I know you'll smile your way through it. So enjoy you guys and have a good day. All right, you guys, so I am here with the man of the half hour or however long, <laughs> however long we meet, but um, welcome to Daily Venture again, and I'm joined today by Kevin Oywak. Did I say that right? That's right. Yes. Okay. Um, so thank you for being here, Kevin. I'm really excited for our conversation. Um, so we're just going to dive in. You ready? 
Of course. Okay. <laughs> All right. So I just have to take this moment though to set this up. Like you will always, 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 always be the kid I remember most. Because so let me let me give a little background, people. So Kevin and my son, they're about two years apart though. But yeah, we moved to Covington, Washington. I have to see, we live in California now, so I have to set it up. So we moved to Covington, Washington in 2012, which meant our kids had to switch schools. Of course, I had no idea what Covington was. I, we didn't even know anyone who lived out there. So obviously, you know, you're looking for schools and things like that. So we found a school that was obviously in our jurisdiction, but right up the street. And I remember showing up for, um, I don't know if it was like, you know, it wasn't back to school night. It was just one of, um, I forget what it was, but it was one of the (laughs) events. It was one of the events where you go and you're just kind of, you know, roaming the halls, you meet your teachers, get your class and get your um, tour of the school and stuff like that. So when we got there, you know, we're looking around at the principal and all that stuff. And um, I just remember seeing this little black boy. (laughs) (laughs) And of course I was on the hunt because we moved to a not so diverse part of town. Right. So I'm just going to put it out there. I was looking for where the little black and brown boys and girls. Okay. So we saw, I saw you and I was like, oh, look at that. And I obviously saw you doing like tours and stuff because you were the ASB president, right? I think it was VP in sixth grade. Yeah, oh, were you? crazy that we even had that, yeah. Right, I know. But you guys were like giving tours and, you know, everyone was just so helpful. But I don't, you just obviously just really stood out to me. And when we met you, I was just, I always talked about you. I told my husband, I'm like, you know what he is? This is just so good. Obviously, because I saw you in a leadership role and you were just so welcoming. And that always stuck out to me. And then obviously you and Cameron ended up going to, well, you were a couple years ahead, but you obviously went to Madsen. Then you guys reunited back at, um, Kentwood and every time I saw you I just always my mind always reverted back to Covington and seeing you there so you have a special place in my heart Kevin I just have to say that I appreciate that I appreciate that for sure sorry people I just had to take that time because obviously you didn't know that but I literally always tell Cameron till this day like I like Kevin he is just so good and it's funny that him and Alphonse ended up becoming cool friends and being a part of some like, you know, by, you know, Bible study groups and stuff like that. So that was, it's just funny how all that worked. So I just had to talk about my first impression of you and just, you know, and to see what you're doing now and, you know, with your podcast and just, I saw that you're, well, I guess you can dive into it later, but doing like a short film, just all the things that you're doing, like it just, it makes sense even now. Yeah, I appreciate that. (laughs) I appreciate that for sure. And Cam's my boy too. Yes. Yeah, definitely wise beyond his years. Good kid for sure. I love Cam. Thank you. Oh, for sure. Good friends are hard to come by. That's for sure. So I appreciate that. Well, I want to dive into, you know, obviously Thanksgiving was yesterday. Um, but uh, family. So we, mm-hmm. before I press record, obviously we we're talking about, you know, what we did for Thanksgiving and stuff like that. But in listening to your episodes and just seeing how your relationship is with your brothers and even your family, I've witnessed mm-hmm. from afar. Um, but talk about your family. So you, um, your family's from South Sudan, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, and you're the oldest of 
you're the oldest four. of four brothers. Yeah. Four brothers, yeah. So when you talk about family, like I just feel I can sense the joy, you know, and for sure. the togetherness and just the the obviously the values your parents have instilled in you and so talk a bit about your family. Yeah, man, my my family is just you know, those are my people. Um so I'm the oldest of four boys. I'm 19, brother's 18, another brother's 16, and the youngest one's 13. So we're all pretty close in age. Um, my parents are both raised in South Sudan, born and raised there. Um, and they didn't move here until about their early 30s. Um, yeah, my mom, I think, yeah, until their early 30s. So like the year I was born was uh, my mom's first year here. Um, and so, yeah, my you know, just having that little um, experience of, you know, being first generation and stuff, it comes with a lot of, uh, what's the, what's the word? Like lessons, I guess, um, especially being the oldest. Like, for example, um, you know, with middle school and, and high school and stuff like that, there's a lot of things that, you know, my parents never got to experience here. For example, I was the first for my family uh, to go to homecoming. You know, I was the... Uh, first one in my family to just do so many things that obviously, you know, my parents didn't get to do. And, um, you know, I was kind of like the hamster, uh, test hamster or whatever, the <laughs> guinea pig, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So there's a lot of things that, you know, we learned over the years. And, um, so, you know, I was, I'm, my always like my biggest goal is to always help my brothers, you know, be better, do better than, than I did or I was, um, just because, you know, I've seen things, you know, before they got the chance to see things. And some of those things, uh, my parents necessarily didn't get to uh, warn them about because, you know, they don't know or they didn't know, um, you know, how a lot of things or different things worked here. Um, I know before, so when I was a senior in high school, um, my brother Alphonse was a junior, and then my brother Alvin was a freshman. And um, I remember, like, it was two weeks before school started, and I told Alvin some things, like, not to do. Um, things to, to be wary of, you know, just because I wanted him to, you know, go into high school knowing that, you know, there's kids doing certain things that they shouldn't be doing, or um, there's things that as he gets older, he's going to see some of his, you know, close friends start doing that he shouldn't start doing, you know? So there's a lot of those things that, you know, I, I got to witness, um, you know, that my parents didn't have some of those struggles because they weren't born here, you know, or, um, yeah, so there's there's just a lot of things that, you know, I obviously went through that. I tried to help my siblings through. And then, um, you know, my parents, they've just instilled really, you know, great values in me and my brother's lives. And uh, they, they just completely inspire me. They always work hard. Uh, you know, they're the definition of toughness to me. And, uh, you know, I, I, I was talking with my friend Jalen on my last podcast episode. And, you know, we were talking about being thankful. And he even mentioned that. You know, to have parents that instill good values in you and uh, to, you know, teach you biblical principles and all that stuff is a blessing that often gets overlooked. And, uh, you know, the older I get, the more I appreciate the things that my parents have done for me. Um, and the older I get, I start to understand a lot more things that, you know, my parents did in order to help me and my brothers. And so, um, you know, hopefully one of my biggest goals in the future is just to be able to help my parents out and uh, just help them you know, live a life where they can enjoy and and, um, live in all the things that they did for my brothers and I love my brothers as well. Those are my guys. Um, You know, it's just, it's fun watching them grow and, 
you know, I, I went to Arizona State last year. I moved back when the pandemic hit. Now I um, do Washington State University online, and I'm living at home. And so it's just been good being with my younger brothers again. You know, it always brings a smile to my face. Um, and I, I'm just glad to see the things that they're doing and, and the kids that they're becoming. So, you know, mm-hmm. family's huge for me. And I wouldn't trade them for anything. You know, yeah. I'm super blessed to have them. That's good. And it shows. That's for sure. I for Now, look, I'm not a big sports fanatic and stuff when it comes to remembering dates and all that. But I remember the Kentwood game. And you guys won the game, but it was your play. What what was did you? What was it? Help me remember, because it I was can, the game-winning field goal. There we go. See, I was gonna yeah. say that, but I didn't want to be wrong. <laughs> for sure, for sure. Uh, man, and I remember watching that. Obviously, Cameron was jumping up and down and heck a pump. But um, yeah. I remember your family coming onto the field and your mom and dad giving you a kiss, like the joy on their face. Oh my gosh, yeah, priceless! Sure. And that Definitely. was so. Oh man, that game was lit. Yeah. <laughs> it, it was really. It, sure. Man, yeah, and, you know, Go they ahead. got to see firsthand, you know, everything that I went through to get there. You know, like you said, it was uh, senior year. It was the last game of the regular season. It was senior night. It was homecoming night. Mm-hmm. The game was televised. Like it was the biggest game, you know, it really I've ever was. played in. And it, <laughs> you know, it mattered for playoff seating. So there was a lot that was going on, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, just to have that moment to share that with family and friends. And, you know, that's something I'll always remember. And, you know, just having my, my family there obviously made it ten times better. So it was, it was special. It was yeah. special for sure. Yeah. yeah. Well, I love seeing I'm, – I'm, I'm, a, I'm a big proponent on family. So For sure. I just love talking about that. There was one thing that you mentioned, that you're first mm-hmm. generation. Yeah. So with being a first gen, I'm a first gen too. And okay. go, go Cougs, by the way. That's my alma mater. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so being a first gen, oh man, there's so much that yes. uh, that can that's weighing on you, you know. And obviously, right. you have younger siblings, and I had I have younger siblings too. And mm-hmm. so I can pretty sure you can relate during this time. But and I think for you. I think this is an opportune time for your brothers to really witness, obviously, your workload at home. Yeah. Um, and seeing the legacy that you're creating for them, you know. Mm-hmm. So talk a little bit about a little bit about being a first gen in your own words and. The- yeah. Definitely. Yeah, it's a, it's a man. It's a learning experience. That's probably the biggest uh, thing I could say about that, uh, especially when you're the oldest, because there's so many things that. You know, you're the first one to go through that. Oftentimes, it's really good, and sometimes it can be really hard. You know, um, for example, like so, I, I played sports in high school: football, basketball, soccer. Um, my brother Alphonse, he plays football at Washington State University, um, and so there's a lot of things that, like, I mean, I'm you know, obviously I'm glad Alphonse was able to make it there, but you know, he doesn't have. Um, like necessarily or he didn't have family members that knew exactly how to get him there you know um luckily you know we had some great people that helped along the way you know his trainers his coaches um some family friends especially the daniels family but um you know i couldn't necessarily tell alphonse every step to get there right but after alphonse has done it you know going to play d1 you know football or Whatever, like Alvin and Alan, my two of his brothers, you know, now they can see how exactly to get there. Uh, the blueprint is laid out for them. Um, and so I guess the 
a negative side for the oldest one sometimes can be like, you know, for some of the things that you want to do, like you're the first one to even, you know, test those waters. Um, but a good thing is that, you know, your younger siblings uh, can learn from that. And then you're able to eventually kind of like pay for it and help them, you know, not make those same mistakes or, or learn from that. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's other things as well. That's like, um, like parent, parent stuff. Like, um, I guess sometimes they're not open about trying certain things or doing certain things because they don't know about them. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and so like there's, there's that, and, you know, there's a bunch of different situations for that. Um, and sometimes it's very little things, but, um, it's just very interesting to deal with that. And, and you know, luckily I had parents that were very, um, open-minded and, uh, let's see that, that, you know, would listen, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, you know, my cousins and I, we joke a lot about how African parents, you know, are strict on some things and how sometimes they're on you. But, you know, my parents are definitely like very understanding. Um, so there was, it's nice that we were able to, you know, uh, talk out some things or explain some things to them and they were able to, to understand that. So there's definitely, I would say the hardest thing is just, um, you know, figuring things out on your own. But mm-hmm. as I've gotten older and my parents, you know, I've seen me experience things, you know, they are eventually able to help my brothers in different ways. Um, And so there's, there's definitely that. But then I think one of the positives is that like, kind of gives you like a chip on your shoulder, you know, like my parents, um, they're very big on education. And, you know, if they had been born here and raised here, I think their lives would look very different because they would have been able to um, pursue things that they were really um, passionate about. Yes. Yeah. So if my parents, you know, had had the education opportunity that, you know, me and my brothers have, like they would have been able to um, perhaps do different things that, you know, they were interested in. Um, You know, there's just so many things in career paths and ideas that they talk about that they that they they say if they had had been born and had, had the opportunity to educate themselves here, they would have, you know, pursued. And so when it comes to um, school, they take it pretty seriously, you know, because they understand uh, the opportunities it gives you. But then, again, it provides, like, myself with a chip on my shoulder because it's like, you know, hey, my parents didn't get to um, experience or have the opportunity to, um, you know, do some of the things that I'm getting to do now, right? So it just makes me, in a sense, not take it for granted and and want to do better even like just for them you know like there's been times where in school where i'm just like oh this is like so boring like i really don't want to do this but it's like you know i'm always reminded of the fact that you know i have an opportunity that you know they would have killed for growing up so Mm -hmm. um it just definitely gives you some perspective and helps you understand how um you know just how to how to keep fighting in life yeah that's for sure. And at least your younger brothers, I mean, obviously all of you all's journey will be different, but at least they have a direct resource, you know, yeah. teachers and coaches and stuff like that are great, but it it hits different when you have somebody in your household, you know, yeah. who you yeah. can, whose shoulder you could tap on. So absolutely. Yeah. Um. Okay. Well, the people need to know that you have a podcast as well. Right. And 
I'm a fan. I follow. I listen. I, <laughs> I will say that. Um, okay, so the podcast is called Real Talk with Oy- Kevin Oyewalk. Real Talk yeah. to Oyewalk, or is it Kevin? Yeah, yeah, just there, there we go. All right. Um, one of my favorite episodes is your first episode. Um, uh-huh. Happiness is not a destination. Right. And so I had to listen to that again. Um, because there were so many darn nuggets that you were dropping left and right. I was pausing and having to rewind and I'm trying to write down a note. I mean, it was just really good and it was spot on and it's so fitting because obviously we live in this world where, I mean, obviously you touch on social media and how um, almost everyone's lives are not as good as it seems. I don't understand it. I I just don't. I mean, why people choose to just put on this fake persona that everything right. is all good, you know? Exactly. Honestly, I, uh, I, can, I don't want to say I hate social media because I'm, I use it. <laughs> Man, but, I'm in the same boat as you. I'm in the same boat as you. But I just wish that the captions kind of dive a little deeper into the actual picture itself yeah yeah <laughs> you know, i think maybe the, a movement needs to be started i mean i know people are like how it started how it's going kind of thing yeah but maybe the caption elaborates a little more on that right. um but some of the things that you talked about in that episode um just to name a few where you know people are looking forward to the next thing you know right. happiness is um it's a state of mind it's accepting where you are I mean, you just talk about so much. What prompted you to, for that to be your first episode? Like, man, it's crazy. (laughs) So, um, you know, like I said, and I think it was the first episode, like, um, I had an idea of starting a podcast, like, December of 2019. Like, it was just a thought that kind of came to my mind randomly. But I kind of just, like, ignored it. And, um, you know, once I saw one of my friends do it, and I had someone I could ask directly that I knew was doing a podcast, all this stuff. It kind of, you know, prompted me to, to do it because it had been on my mind for so long. And so it'd been like nine months until I finally actually like had gotten started. Um, but with that one, that was like, I would say the biggest lesson I learned in my first semester at college. Um, so like I said, you know, I grew up in Washington. I went to, you know, my first year of college was in Arizona and it was just like, you know, in a sense, like, especially when you're a senior, I think a lot of kids get caught up in the, oh, I can't wait to, you know, start school. Like, I can't wait to, to leave, you know, just to experience something different. And I was no different than any of those kids. And, um, you know, as I got through my first semester, it was like, like, I had a lot of, like, struggles. And not like, you know, I had uh, really cool people around me. Um, and it got really, like, the last month or two of the semester, like, I really started to enjoy my time. Um, but, you know, like I would miss my family, you know, my girlfriend is back home. Um, and, and then there was like, you know, I would miss playing sports. Like I miss my sports team. Um, I even got to talk to like coach Bush a few times while I was gone. Um, and there was just like a lot of things that like, I realized like were just not perfect or how I had imagined it. And so like, there was a lot of like me, um, processing, and finally understanding that, like, oh, wow, like, just because I moved or got a change of scenery, like, it's not like all my problems went away, right? And so over that first semester, like, that's, you know, what I was experiencing. And then, you know, I had other friends at other colleges, um, you know, that either ended up transferring back or, 
you know, had experiences just like that. And it finally, like, dawned on me that, like, wow, like, you know, I'd been waiting on, you know, I'd always been my whole life, like, looking, you know, forward to, forward to the next thing, that I was just kind of neglecting, you know, the present moment and, and everything that, um, everything that was, like, around me immediately. And so, with that, it just kind of, it, it really, like, dawned on me, that, like, yo, like, if I keep waiting uh, to be happier, to you know, until I'm successful to be happy, like that's a very small window in life to be happy. You know, mm-hmm. I'm a very like goal oriented person, and so it's very easy to, you know, um, I'll consider myself successful when my podcast has, you know, five thousand streams, right? Mm-hmm. But you know, as I've learned to accept where I'm at, like I think I'm like right under four hundred in my first five or six episodes, and you know, I'm content and I'm thankful for where I'm at. You know, I'm starting to learn to. Uh, love the process and um, just not to look forward to, you know, certain moments or events to be happy. You know, there's always things in every little day to be every day life to be thankful for. And so the more I've learned that and acquired that, you know, I've found myself a lot more content and satisfied with life. Yeah, that's good. I think it, we, everyone just needs to do that. <laughs> <laughs> um, sure. And that, you know, so when I, Thought of the name Daily Venture. Obviously, I always joke and tell people, yeah, it has my na- last name in it too. But that is the the daily venture. I don't think of it as an adventure. I think of it, everything that we do is a daily venture, literally, because yeah. you have to take it day by day. You know, right. I feel like if we try to rush the process, it's not going to be a genuine process. It's not going right. to be the process that was intended for us. Like we just need right. to take it one day at a time, you know? Absolutely. Um, something else you talked about was, you know, lo- um, being in the moment and not losing sight of, not losing sight of being in the moment, but to right. really sit still and um, take all the lessons and skills and opportunities that come before you and accepting, mm-hmm. learning to accept where you are and, and being okay and knowing that you'll be okay. And I think right. that's a lot of where the anxiety and stress yes. and worry comes from. Um, right. Listen, I'm raising my hand literally cause I'm guilty of it too. <laughs> and I think it's just something that you will learn over time because yes. of the, <laughs> excuse me, because of the pace uh, in the way that life is moving, you know, you do feel a sense like, oh my gosh, I have to keep up. Oh my gosh, I have to do this all because you see someone else doing it, you know? Right. Um, or you feel like you're a certain age and you have had to completed all these XYZs by this particular time in this age. Exactly. Exactly. And it's not like I literally had to tell somebody the other day because she feels like I'm not where I'm supposed to be. I'm getting ready to be 30. And I feel like I should be successful right now. I'm just like, no, yeah, <laughs> no, absolutely. you know, I mean, you think of so many actors and singers and actresses who didn't get their big breaks until 41, 49. Right. And so I think that, see, when people see that it like puts it in perspective and it's kind of like a light bulb goes off. Oh, absolutely. but why do we have to see that for our light bulbs to go off? You know, exactly, exactly. <laughs> for sure. You nailed it. So, and you know, for me, it was like I read this. No, I didn't read this book, but um, I remember when I first got to college because, um, you know, I was again so focused on the future and what was to come. Uh, my girlfriend Alex, she read me these four pages from this book 
uh, Cold Tangerines, which I ended up, you know, I read those four pages in, in that same episode you were talking about. Um, and the little four-page chapter is called On Waiting. Um, and so I remember, like, when she read that to me, it, like, that was, I mean, what, August of, so it was, like, my second or first week there in Arizona, and she read that to me. I just remember being like, yo, like, that is exactly, like, directed at me, you know, like, this, these four pages are about me, mm-hmm. and, you know, I actually just started reading the same book yesterday, um, but, you know, I think a lot of us, we always wait for, you know, a big moment or a big event, you know, in order to, you know, start pursuing things or becoming happy in life or whatever it is, and, and like you said, it, like, everyone's meant, you know, to have their time at a different time. Some people get their break at 41, some at 50. You know, my dad's 54 and he's still, you know, pursuing things that a lot of people, if they were at his age, you know, like they would have folded or, you know, have been lost for sure. Um, and so it's just a reminder, you know, that like, if you don't start to enjoy this everyday life, like, you know, you have a very small window to be happy, right? Mm-hmm. And that's, I mean, once you learn to make the most of everyday life, and you start to appreciate the people and the things and everything around you, I feel like it really makes life a lot, a lot better, a lot more enjoyable. Absolutely. Um, especially in the year that we have lived <laughs> this <Yes>. year, <laughs> man. And yes. I, I, and I don't want, I'm not saying that in a sense of declaring this as, as being a crazy, oh my gosh, it was horrible. No, yeah. it's just yeah. a year of learning you know, an an opportunity for us to, to do more and adjust basically. (laughs) Um, so when I emailed you a question there, there was Uh a question that said, pick a number between one and three sixty five, And with that, I have this questionnaire that I'm doing towards the end of the segment. And it's 365 table topics questions. So okay. you picked to, uh, question number 23, which had this happens to be episode 23. And I had That's no so idea, had <laughs> no idea. So it's funny how things work. So the question is, are you holding on to something that you need to let go of? Are you holding on to something <laughs> that you need to let go of? You know, this is actually very funny, too, because um, this is, like, another one of those things that I really struggle with uh, is, like, when I make a mistake or, you know, hurt someone's feelings that I care about or anything of that nature, like, it often takes me such a long time to get over it, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, I would say right now, the answer is probably no. (laughs) Um, But, you know, in the past, I've always had an issue with I'm not trying to be perfect, but in a sense, trying to be perfect, you know, mm-hmm. I'm always like, as I've gotten older, I realized that, you know, I, I used to take making mistakes very bad, you know, I wanted to be, you know, almost a perfectionist in a sense, you know, like, I don't want to hurt anyone's feelings. I don't want to do this. I don't want to do that. There were so many things that was like, when I did it, I just like would think about it for weeks um, or for days or however long it was. Um, and as I've gotten older, I realized, like, yo, you know, making mistakes is part of this this life. You know, you're going to hurt people's feelings sometimes. You know, you're going to come off as rude when you don't want to. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, you know, the, the biggest thing for me is just, like, you're going to make mistakes. But at the end of the day, you know, 
first and foremost, you have to forgive yourself. You know, you like the more you hold on to stuff yourself, the worse you're making it for yourself. And mm-hmm. I, I always remind myself, like, if I didn't make mistakes, I'd be God, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and that just, that just helps me. Like, okay, it, that perfectly explains why, you know, I made a mistake. I'm not perfect, you know? Um, and so I think for me, one of the biggest things probably behind learning that happiness is not a destination is, you know, letting go and learning to forgive myself of, of little mistakes that I've made, you know, mm-hmm. when I like, sometimes I'll kind of, um, come off as like rude to my dad. Like my dad will say something and unintentionally I'll come off like my tone will just kind of come off the exact opposite of how I feel. I won't even be mad, but it might sound like I'm mad. Mm-hmm. And like, I'll think about that for like the rest of the day, mm-hmm. you know, and I, I apologize. I'm the type of person, if I make a mistake, you know, I'm, I'm the first to own up to it, but it's like, I'll think about it. And I'm just like, okay, like you can't beat yourself up over it, you know? Mm-hmm. So it is, yeah, I've been learning. I've been learning to just let go of things, and, you know, be okay with not being perfect. You know, mm-hmm. mistakes are bound to happen, but you just got to grow from them. Right. Yeah, (laughs) I know. And I told my brothers that this morning because I had to text them the same thing. And um, his question was, what did I just sign up to do? (laughs) Like, it's a blindsided question, but I think it's good because I don't think we allow ourselves to think about or to challenge our brains to think deep with stuff like this, you know, and to acknowledge things that are really going on with us that we may not even be aware of, you know, so. Thank you for answering that. Absolutely. So almost done here, but I wanted to make sure I touched on this because it's a great question and we kind of touched on it a few seconds ago, but I asked you what needs to happen in 2020 for you to declare it a successful year. Mm-hmm. And your answer was a lot of bad things have happened this year overall, but in order for me to call it a successful year, I have to walk away a smarter and better person that took many lessons away from this year. We can't con- we can't control the things we go through, but we can control how we handle, learn from them. As long as I do that, I'll be satisfied. Mm-hmm. And that was fantastic. I just have to say because I appreciate that. <clears throat> I think it's everyone needs to answer them this question um, because mm-hmm. there it has been some success that yes. someone can find. <laughs> You know, and obviously with you, you trans- went to Arizona, transitioned. Well, a lot has happened. You went to Arizona, had to come home. Now you're at Wazoo and you're still at home. You're yeah. navigating through COVID. You launched your podcast. Um, yeah. Anything else you want to touch on that that really um, has that's leading to your success to close out this year? Yeah, I mean, there's just been a lot of things. I mean, even looking at like, uh, you know, you mentioned COVID um you know the black lives matter movement this summer that was really Mm -hmm. uh you know big on my heart and on my mind and for a large chunk of this year you know that was really my focus i've been working on a a short film around that Mm -hmm. um you know early what it was january 26th so like so the third week of this year fourth week you know kobe bryant died and kobe to me man that was my favorite athlete growing up my Mm -hmm. favorite athlete of all time Mm -hmm. um you know alphonse that's his you know that's this guy was his guy since my little favorite person ever. Um, so there's a lot of things that have happened. And then, you know, you even look at like um, other celebrities and other people that have died. You look at Chadwick Boseman, Black mm-hmm. Panther, you know, like um, what he symbolized to black kids across the world. And 
um, across this country. I mean, I was a junior in high school when that movie came out. I remember, like, as soon as I found out there was going to be a black superhero, like, you know, I was super excited. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there's been a lot of, like, you know, deaths of uh, figures that, you know, I like Pop Smoke. He's a rapper. Um, really good one, too. He died uh, in February. Yeah. Um, so there's, like, a lot of things that, you know, have happened that in the world are, like, really bad things, you know, and things that suck. Um, but, again, you know, I feel like from every uh, thing that happens in life, there's something to learn and something to take away from. You know, I'm not going to just go through something and, and not come out better or smarter in some capacity. So, um as long as, you know, I, t- I, I take lessons away from this year and I make improvements in my individual life and, and keep going and growing, like, you know, only good can come of it. And so when I look at it that way, I feel like, you know, it, it leads to success. Right. Man, you're my homie, man. The little boy, <laughs> the little black boy <laughs> that I first saw in Covington, Washington. Right. Man, you're you're amazing, Kevin. You really are. <clears throat> Keep doing what you're Thank doing. You. Thank you for being such a fantastic and dedicated and loyal friend to Cameron. Um Absolutely. I, you know, as a parent, I really appreciate that. Um and just being a part of, you know, the loyal tribe and um Absolutely. Everything that you have going on, obviously I wish nothing but the best success to it. Um Again, I'm a fan of the podcast and will continue to listen and support you in any way that I can. Um, Thank you. And uh, tell everyone how they can keep up with you, though. Yeah. So, um, you know, I, I use social media, um, you know, like Brady, you were saying <laughs> earlier, like, I love, like, over the last few months, I've just been like, I don't know if I can do all of this. Um, so my handle for my podcast account is Real Talk Oywalk. So Real Talk and then O-Y-W-A-K, my last name. Um, and so anything that's related to my podcast updates, new episodes, all that stuff, um, I post there. Um, you know, I think I have my, my personal handles in that account as well. Um, and so, yeah, you can find me there, Real Talk Oywalk, uh, on Instagram. Um, I do use Twitter, TikTok, Snapchat, all that, but uh, for um, Instagram, not Instagram, for my podcast purpose, oh my goodness, I'm studying. For purposes of my podcast, I use Instagram and also I have an email that's set up in the bio. So if you have any questions or anything of that nature, you know, you can just go to my Instagram, hit that email button and, you know, reach out to me. So yeah, that's, that's where you can find me. Cool. Thank you. And I'll be sure to put your information in the show notes for people too. For sure. Thank you. Okay. Well, yes. No, thank you. I appreciate it. And I'm sure this is not the last time we will talk. Um, Cause I have another idea. I'll talk to you on the side about, <laughs> Perfect. but again, happy Thanksgiving, have a great weekend and thank now you. happy holidays. <laughs> you as well. Take right. care. Thanks again, Brandy. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. All right. I'm waiting for the round of applause because that's what I'm feeling after having the opportunity to speak with that young fella. Okay. So listen, I'm still all giddy about this episode and more to come. Literally like that just can't be a part, just a part one and one I'll be all. I'm going to have to have him back on. Like, come on now. Um, he, again, uh, he's phenomenal. Um, 
and just our short conversation alone, hopefully you were able to get a little glimpse into who he is, what he's about, and listen, follow him because he's going much further. <laughs> so um, remember to show him some love, you guys. Show him some love and keep it going and going and going. Um, as always, I love doing this. Oh my gosh, I love doing this. But remember to rate our podcast as well and leave us a review. Post using our hashtag and remember to tell everyone you know. Daily Venture, D-A-Y-L-Y-V-E-N-T-U-R-E. And uh, that's a wrap. So remember to keep it going, y'all. It's a daily venture. Peace.